This is the Insight is Capital podcast. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcasters and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of advisoranalyst.com. Joining us right now is David Picton, President and Portfolio Manager from Picton Mahoney. David, thanks so much for joining us. Pleasure. One of the big topics this year has been so-called death of the 60-40 portfolio. So, interested in getting your view on that. Well, first of all, this 60-40, the death of it, has been proclaimed for a number of years now. And the 60-40 model has done an outstanding job. And it has primarily benefited from falling interest rates. So at our firm, Pictum Honing, what we're trying to do is help uh, investors reach their goals with more certainty along the way. And so we take the concept that is most critical in the 60-40 model and extend it to other assets. And what I mean by that is, over the last 150 years, equities have returned about 9.1% annualized, and bonds have returned about 4.7% annualized. And so obviously the longer your horizon, the more equities you want in the portfolio. Right. But someone along the way realized that every time there was a major decline in the equity market, the bond market outperformed and went up. And so by combining those two assets together that acted differently, it led to this really good diversification benefit and higher risk-adjusted returns than simply owning equities or simply owning bonds. You got most of the equity return from 60-40, right, right. but you got closer to bond-like uh, volatility in the portfolio. Now the problem is, is that you know, we've got rates so low now that it's not likely you're going to get the same kind of return benefit going forward from that strategy, going forward from it. So what our firm trying to do is suggest that we now augment those basic building blocks of the portfolio 60 equities, 40 bonds. Right. They're always going to be equities and bonds in your portfolio. Augment them with other assets that have that same diversification benefit. And that's where you start getting into the kind of institutional approach to alternatives. Uh, you know, it, ironically in Canada, we have things like Canada Pension Plan and Ontario Teachers, which are very sophisticated asset managers, which use large amounts of alternatives in their asset mix. Um, our job is to try and democratize that strategy and bring it down to people's regular day-to-day portfolios. Well, if you ask me, I think that's a, that's a much more useful democratization than, than making cost the only factor or strictly you know, one of the overriding factors of investing that well, has absolutely. happened. But and cost is important, yeah. and cost is really important when you look at equities and bonds because those are basic building blocks of what they call beta market exposure to equities, market exposure to the bonds. We're seeing that that democratization is leading to really reduced costs in those building blocks. And over time, as we get more scale in these other alternatives, we're going to see those fees come down too. Yeah. It's just that right now we need to get, we need to build up that scale before costs can really become a consideration on this diversifying part of the portfolio. Yeah, without a doubt, I think if you can get your fixed liabilities down in your portfolio management, that's a great hurdle to overcome. Mm-hmm. And that's that's perhaps the best thing about the changes that have taken place in the industry over the last uh, decade or two with fees dropping. Um, but that clears the way for the real bread and butter stuff, right? It really clears the way for what you do, which is the investment management side. It really clears the way for, for building better portfolios. It clears the way for, uh, and it, it optimizes the overall return that you could possibly get out of your assets. Well, what it does for sure is it puts all of the asset management uh, providers under some pressure. The more you simply rely on the beta of the stock market, probably the more fee compression you see in your product lineup. For instance, if you're a mutual fund that basically looks exactly like the index over time, plus or minus a little bit, you're probably going to get squeezed out of this fray. 
and then the tools that are more active, that are more diversification benefit, that are more value added, well they will probably have a different kind of fee structure attached to them. And that's kind of the way we think the industry goes. It bifurcates into low cost beta, which you should absolutely have in your portfolio, right. stocks and bonds, and then higher cost, for now, differentiators that help give that diversification benefit. The same the way the bond portion exactly. of the portfolio offset the equity exactly. downside. Find other things that offset both the equity and the bond offside. And particularly in this environment, maybe something that acts differently in a rising rate environment. Because we know a falling rate environment has benefited the 60-40 dramatically. What if there was a rising rate environment? That's probably the first step to look at in terms of adding now an alternative into the mix. It's surprising that CPP isn't a more widely used exemplary of what you're talking about, which is, because if you look at CPP, yeah, sure, the average investor can't emulate it fully, but you can certainly start to, to look at what it is that CPP's doing to, or the folks at CPP are doing to mitigate the, the normal risks of the 60-40 portfolio. Oh, and absolutely, it's, it's ironic to me yeah. that almost all Canadians have exposure to a fairly sophisticated alternative strategy in their future retirement payouts and yet it's taken this long to get now some of those tools available on a more fair or democratized level to anybody uh, in Canada. It's also interesting that, that the typical um, association with hedge funds is that they are higher risk rather than the exact opposite, which is what they are. They're actually lower risk than, than beta. They're lower risk than, than the market in general because of simple ideas like long short, well, this is where this yeah. is a, this, there's, there's so much opportunity for information in this industry because there are some hedge fund or alternative strategies that are quite aggressive and they probably deserve a little bit more consideration on risk ratings. Sure. And then there's other, others of them that are built using long-term track records to be much more defensive or much more diversification benefit. Accessibility has been an issue with hedge funds. I think, I think what, what a lot of maybe the retail investor doesn't get to see is that the reason for your existence as a company is to help your clients, families, uh, keep their wealth over multiple generations if they can by instituting, by implementing these portfolio decisions that you've designed. Mm -hmm. um, so, so inherently in that is, is the capital preservation ideal, right? And so, so maybe that's the part that, that, that doesn't seem to reach the retail market, which is that, which is that, that your business model is based around growth with capital preservation as an overriding. Exactly, and I would I would extend it one step further. In the context of how this fits into what you currently have in these 60-40 buckets, that's where there is a real value add, I think, to be had from our industry. And again, it's part of our mission to help investors get their long-term goals with more certainty. And so the new regulatory framework has allowed these diversification strategies to go long and short, for instance, in the portfolio, now to become accessible to everybody. And it's actually pretty good timing because this 60-40 model has done so well for so many people that it's actually almost perfect timing to start augmenting it. Yeah, with exactly, it's the best time to start rebalancing, reorganizing. Almost, almost. it's like, so I, we've, we've always, this is the other challenge of the industry is that if you don't generate a return, it doesn't matter that you preserve capital. No one has any necessary need for that. They can just put their That's money in cash. That's unfortunate, but yeah. Yes, so you have to yeah, generate a return. Right. But critically, that return has, not, has got to be not related to these returns of stocks and bonds. If you can build that, that is a really, really powerful solution because it adds another element of this things acting differently 
and the more things that act differently with a positive return, the higher risk-adjusted return potential you have going forward. I think there's a, there's a huge opportunity in educating advisors so that they can pass that on to their clients, to their investors. On that point, we, we used to have like the little simple brochures and we talked about capital preservation and, and we understood there was a tsunami of products that were coming that were going to give similar claims. So we've had a lot of people do intense research to show how this works historically through time and then to give simple examples that an investor who's ever had any exposure to them can understand. And so we're pretty proud of our, our education push and we're, we're kind of releasing a simple summary of what we call a fortification framework, where you take these building blocks of the portfolio of beta, right. stocks and bonds, and you add in things like style diversification and you add in things like alpha and diversification and give people a very simple template as to how they all combine a portfolio. That's critical to get the next level of understanding out to the typical Canadian investor. I think that's going to be a big help to advisors. David, thank you so much for your yeah, time. My it's been a pleasure. pleasure. This material has been provided as a general source of information, is subject to change without notification and should not be construed as investment advice. This material should not be relied upon for any investment decision and is not a recommendation, solicitation or offering of any security in any jurisdiction. The information contained in this material has been obtained from sources believed reliable, however, the accuracy and or completeness of the information is not guaranteed by PMAM, nor does PMAM assume any responsibility or liability whatsoever. All investments involve risk and may lose value. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, performance fees and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. Alternative funds can only be purchased through a registered dealer and are available only in those jurisdictions where they may be lawfully offered for sale.